Hello, this is Menachem Dreloff. You're listening to Torah on the Go podcast. Podcast bringing Torah study to you. In this week's parsha, Parshas Vayikra, there contains 11 positive commandments and 5 negative commandments. In chapter 1, verse 3, and also chapter 2, verse 1, there are two separate commandments on bringing on sacrifices that are brought to the base of Migdash. The, and the, the first one is the Ola sacrifice, which is an animal. And the second one is a Mincha sacrifice, which is flour. One of the main points of bringing the animal sacrifice is to cause a person to be a little bit more humble. It's supposed to represent that his animalistic side of him that leads someone astray is being slaughtered. However, when it comes to the flower sacrifice, it doesn't have that same aspect as it's not an animal. It's, it's, a, it's flower. It's an inanimate object. Uh, that's why it's called a mincha. It's like a, like a, a small token. It's, it's a similar idea, but on a much smaller scale. And these sacrifices were applicable in the time of the, when the temple stood, for Mayo Kohanim. They were the ones that had the responsibility to carry out these sacrifices. In chapter 2, verse 11, there is the commandment not to put honey or uh, yeast into the, into the sacrifices. One explanation for this commandment is, as we said, that the point of the carbonates, the sacrifices, was to make a person humble so it would be counter it would be counted to that theme to put something which rises and also could be said regarding the honey that we don't want to make it sweet it's something that we it, it, it's the, the sacrifice is not supposed to be sweet it's not supposed to be something which is enjoyable it's something which we should it should be reminding us to keep ourselves more more away from things and this commandment was applicable in the time that the temple stood also for the meokahanim as they were the ones serving. In the same chapter, verse 13, there is the commandment, that the negative commandment not to put salt into the sacrifice. And this was applicable. Like the other, like the other sacrifices we spoke about in the time of the temple for the coin that served. Um, additionally, there's also another commandment. The previous commandment was the negative commandment not to bring a sacrifice that didn't have salt. There's also a positive commandment to put salt into the carbon, into the sacrifice. And uh, one of the things this hints to is just like salt is a preservative. So so to the point of the carbon is to preserve a person's status that they shouldn't deteriorate in the negative. And the application for this commandment was the same as the previous. In chapter 4, verse 3, there's the commandment that the court had to bring a atonement sacrifice if they ruled incorrectly. And uh, this was applicable in the time that, first of all, there was a temple and also that there was a high court uh, in, in order. Moving on, in the same chapter, verse 23, there is the commandment that any person who mistakenly transgressed to bring a sacrifice. And this was applicable to in the time that the temple stood. And this was for both men and women. This was to the entire populace. Moving on to the next chapter, chapter 5, verse 1, 
there is the positive commandment that if someone sees something in the common in today's society, you see something, say something. So there's a positive commandment to bear testimony if someone has to share that with the court. And this is very easily understood how this was a benefit for the for society at large. This commandment is applicable in all places and at all times uh, since males are for the most part the ones giving testimony so it's primarily for them. In the same chapter there is the commandment to bring a sacrifice called the Olavayorid which basically depending on the person's financial status they're able to bring whatever matches their their financial bracket and the deeper meaning behind this commandment is this sacrifice was brought for less serious transgressions, which is very easy for lots of people to easily slip up in it. So the Torah made it easy for a person to correct it. It wasn't it, it, it it's not going on the it's not going on transgressions which are which a person has to you know, plan ahead and like major things. It's for things which are easily slippable. So the poor people have a simple way to rectify. And the application for this commandment was, again, the, the sacrifices were only brought in the time the temple stood, and this was applicable for men and women alike. The same chapter, verse 8, there is the commandment that when the Kohen sacrificed, the, one of the sacrifices he did with the bird, it's called the Malika, he sacrificed it with his nail, his fingernail. And the commandment was not to separate the head from the body. It would just, it would just cut the, the area that needed to be cut, and that was that. And one of the messages behind this commandment is that when a poor person comes, that comes and needs help with something, it should be done in a very swift manner. So this Kohen who had this Ani, who, this poor person in front of him that needs this sacrifice, he should do it in a very expedited manner. He shouldn't, he, he shouldn't even go after a knife. He, could, he just uses his, his sharp nail. Also, another, another message that this commandment shares is that the Jewish people shouldn't be, we shouldn't be stiff-necked. This was applicable in the time the temple stood. Um, the commandment was, towards the, was for the Kohanim, but it also goes over for everyone else. In the same chapter, verse 11, there's the commandment not to put oil in the minchas chote sacrifice. That's the flower sacrifice for someone who committed a transgression. And this was part of what this was, the, the reason for this was not to burden the poor person to have to, you know, go after another ingredient, which for a poor person is hard. So that's why it's not part of the, not part of the sacrifice. This commandment was applicable in the time of the temple for male kohanim because they were responsible for fulfilling this duty. The sages taught in Abraisa, a person should always be patient like Hillel and not impatient like Shammai. The Gemara related. There was an incident involving two people who made a deal between each other and said, anyone who will aggravate Hillel We'll get 400 zuz. One of, the, one of them said, I'll aggravate him. So that day was right before Shabbos. It was Friday. 
and Hillel was, was washing his hair. This person went and passed by the entrance of Hillel's house and said, Who here is Hillel? Who here is Hillel? So Hillel wrapped himself in a dignified garment and went out to greet him and said, My son, what do you seek? Man said to him, I have a question. So Hillel said to him, Ask, my son, ask. Man asked him, Why are the heads of the Babylonians oval? Hillel rep replied to him, My son, you have asked a significant question. It is because they do not have clever midwives. Their midwives don't know how to properly deliver the kids. Man waited a little, and then he returned and said, Who hears Hillel? Who hears Hillel? Again, Hillel wrapped himself and went out to greet him. Hillel said to him, My son, what do you seek? So the man said to him, I have a question. Hillel said, Ask my son, ask. The man asked, Why are the eyes of the residents of a place called Tadmor, why are they different? So Hillel said to him, My son, you have asked a significant question. It is because they live among the sand. Once again, the man went, waited a little, and then returned and said, Who hears Hillel? Who hears Hillel? Again, Hillel wrapped himself and went out to greet him. He said to him, My son, what do you seek? The man said to him, I have a question to ask. So Hillel said to him, Ask my son, ask. The man asked, Why do the Africans have wide feet? Hillel said to him, You have asked a significant question. The reason is because they live in marshland. The man said to him, I have many more questions to ask, but I'm afraid lest you get angry. Hillel wrapped himself and sat before him, and he said to him, All the questions you have to ask, ask them. The man got angry and said, Are you Hillel, whom they call the Nasi of Israel? He said to him, Yes. He said to him, This man said to Hillel, If it is you, then may there not be many like you in Israel. Hillel said to him, My son, for what reason do you say this? The man said to him, Because I lost 400 Zuz because of you. Hillel said to him, Be vigilant of your spirit and avoid situation of this sort. Hillel is worthy of having you lose 400 Zuz and another 400 Zuz on his account, and Hillel will not get upset. Thank you very much for listening in to Turn On The Go podcast. Don't forget to leave your comments below. Stay tuned for next week's episode.